Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Today's episode is sponsored by Dipsy. Hi, besties. Welcome back to Trinity to Care. Before we get into today's episode, make sure to follow me on my socials to keep up with everything Trinity to Care. Updates, giveaways, a possible community group chat coming soon. Everything is on my socials. My Instagram, TikTok, YouTube will all be in today's description. But last week, I shared a Google form on Instagram for all of you to ask me questions, ask for advice, give me topics for episodes. Because moving forward, at least for right now, I want the last episode of the month to be an advice Q&A episode. I want to do this so we can connect more on a deeper level. I get to know you more. You get to know me more. You could hear more of my perspective on a bunch of things rather than a whole episode going ham on one topic. Each advice episode will have a theme, but it'll be less detail than I would normally give for a typical episode. So judging by the response I received this past week, I noticed that a lot of you want to hear about friendships and get advice on friendships. So that's what we're going to talk about today. I think it's really fitting for me to start with this topic because one of the main reasons I started trying not to care was because I was struggling with friendships and I felt so alone. And through being alone and having to rebuild myself and form new connections over the past year, I've learned so much. So I'm excited to share my views and opinions with you today. So let's just get right into it. The first few questions I want to answer are about toxic friendships. So we're going to start with this one. One of you said, some of my friends always criticize me, my hobbies, and the things that I'm passionate about, and I get super anxious and offended by them. But other times, they're such good and supportive friends. Should I drop them or keep them? In my opinion, I think we have such an easier time romanticizing friendships and relationships, and we value the good times so much more than the bad times. That's why when you miss an ex or you get nostalgic about a person in your life and that time with them, you almost get tunnel vision on the good things that came out of that relationship or that time period in your life. I have had so many friendships and relationships end because they were toxic or because they weren't good to me. And despite how badly they treated me, 
time will go by and I'll start missing them and I'll even consider rekindling that friendship or relationship with them because I'm thinking so much about the good things that happened or the times they were supportive towards me and I neglect the fact that they hurt me a lot and they weren't good to me. In this situation where you have people in your life that aren't being supportive at times and are making you feel bad about things that you're passionate about or are making you feel bad about who you are as a person, ask yourself, would I do this to them? Have you been in the position where you wanted to criticize what they were doing or have you been in the position where you did criticize them? And if the answer is no, then ask yourself why you wouldn't or why you haven't. And I can almost guarantee the reason you haven't is because one, you know it would hurt their feelings and two, you just want them to be happy. When you truly love and care about someone, it doesn't matter to you whether or not you yourself would do what they're doing. If it's not hurting you or that person and it's making that person happy, that's all that should matter to you. You should want your friends to thrive regardless if that involves you or not. I vividly remember when I was taking photos for Instagram and this one friend of mine, which ironically we are not friends anymore, um, was making fun of me and calling me cringy for taking photos. Listen, I, I know, I understand taking photos and posting on social media isn't for everyone. But as my friend, there's no reason for you to make me feel bad or try to make me feel ashamed for liking something that you don't. It's okay to not like all of the same things that your friends like. You're going to have similarities and you're going to have differences. But the most important thing that you should have in common is respect for each other. It doesn't matter if they're good to you 50% of the time, if the other 50%, they're treating you with anything less than respect. That is not a friend. What I've come to learn is if a friend is treating you one way one day and then a different way the next, there's a reason. Whether that's because they're insecure, because they're jealous, because they're allowing others to influence their thoughts about you, because they low-key don't like you, whatever it may be, any of those reasons are a good enough reason for you to not deal with it. Out of all the genuine friendships I've had, they have never made me question myself or our friendship. They have never made me feel bad about me being me. They have always allowed me and encouraged me to be me wholeheartedly and have never judged me for it. If you are questioning whether or not you should drop someone, there's your answer. You will never have to question a relationship or a friendship with someone who has your best interest in mind. With that being said, the next question is, what are some signs of toxic friends? I think the biggest red flag or a sign of a toxic friend, like I just said, is Anyone who makes you feel bad for being you. You are friends with people because they make you feel good. They have similar interests as you. You have a good time whenever you're around them. You find comfort in these people. If someone is criticizing you 
belittling you, giving you backhanded compliments, that is toxic. It's okay for someone to disagree with you or to give you constructive criticism, but if someone is going out of their way to bring you down or to discourage you, that is toxic. Another thing I think is really toxic for anyone in your life is if they're not supportive of you. It's really important to have people in your life that you can share your success and accomplishments with. When something really great happens, it feels even better to have someone to talk about it with. When you're struggling with your mental health or you're having a bad day, it's important to have a support system that is there for you and reminds you that you're not alone. You and your friends should have each other's back. The second that you feel like you can't go to someone for support, that is a huge red flag and can be very, very toxic. I recently just came to the realization that I had someone in my life that anytime something really great happened to me and I was excited to share that with them, they would pull an Una reverse and make it about them. It would be that's really great for you, but I wish that was happening for me. That's awesome for you, but my life sucks. And I had to take a step back because I didn't know if I was being selfish for wanting just a minute of support solely for myself without having to support them immediately back or have it be about them because I didn't want to be insensitive and not listen to them, especially if they're struggling. But I realized I was giving support and not getting support back. I wasn't being selfish for wanting someone to just be proud of me and celebrate me without it being about them. Like, you don't give someone a congratulations card and write, hey, congrats on your wedding, but I wish I was getting married. Or congrats on graduating, but I wish I didn't fail out of school. It just became very apparent that this person who was supposed to be supportive of me and happy for me was the total opposite. Friendships are supposed to be two-sided. Anytime it feels as if you're giving more than you're getting, that is toxic. If you find yourself having to text them for there to be a conversation, that is toxic. If you know that if you were to stop reaching out to them, that there would be no friendship, that is toxic. If you have to be the one to make plans or invite them to things or you find yourself being left out of plans, that is toxic. There are so many things I could talk about for toxic friendships. I honestly could do a whole episode on this. So let me know if you're interested in that or if you agree with the ones I just gave you. But the next question is, is it possible to forgive a friend that betrayed you? They hooked up with my ex after one month that we broke up and after months of lies and hiding, they started an official relationship. For a lot of time, they have lied to me and hid it and deny it every time I asked if there was something between them. After a year, they're still together and she is trying to be my friend again, but it's difficult to let go of the past. How to let go and what should I do with her? So obviously this is a specific situation, but I know a lot of people have gone through this or something similar with betrayal. I think it's really important to acknowledge how close you two were. I only say that because I could see this from the perspective of a friend if you two were acquaintances or weren't that close. 
and she thought that she wasn't crossing a boundary or maybe she was hooking up with this person before you two dated. I'm just playing devil's advocate a little bit. But if this is your bestie, if this is someone that you confide in that knew about said ex and knew you two just broke up and how hurt you were, fuck them. I'm not someone to hold grudges. I usually do forgive people after I've grieved or given myself enough time to get over the situation. But if someone that you're close to is able to disrespect you and betray you and hurt you in this type of way, you've got to ask yourself if they even cared about you or have any type of respect for you. Someone who truly loves you and cares about you and cares about your relationship with them is not going to jeopardize it, especially for a hookup. There are billions of people out there you can fuck. You do not need to fuck your best friend's ex. More times than not, if your friend is going to fuck your ex, it's because they either were already fucking them, so they feel as if they're entitled to them and have marked their territory, they don't want to be your friend, they want to be you, or they're so intimidated and jealous of you that they want to show you that they are just as good as you or can have anything that you have and then some. It's a control thing. It's an insecurity thing, and it's something that real friends do not do. If you're going to betray your bestie, do it with your chest. If you're able to turn your back on someone who cares so much about you, own it. If you're going to fuck my ex-boyfriend, don't lie to me about it. When I confront you, tell me straight up, and I'm going to have way more respect for you and be able to forgive you so much more easily than I would if you were to lie to me. Because not only have you betrayed me, but you've lied to my fucking face. You've proven to me to not only be a backstabber, but a spineless, sneaky liar. So yeah, you can forgive this person, especially if you've given yourself enough time to move on from the situation. But ask yourself, do you want this type of person in your life? The people that you surround yourself with are a reflection of you. Do you consider yourself someone that would betray their friend the way they did? Do you consider yourself someone that would put a hookup or a relationship before your friends? If the answer is no, then there is no reason to rekindle that friendship with that person. There is a huge difference in forgiving someone and letting go of someone. You can forgive them and still not consider them a friend. Forgiveness does not equal friendship. They should be grateful that you even got to a point where you can forgive them. They and no one are entitled to your time. I think a huge thing in friendships and relationships and any connection you have with someone, there needs to be boundaries. Some people might have no issue with their best friend fucking the same person as them. People are open to sharing their partner with others. But It's all about setting that boundary and communicating what is okay with you and what is not. With that being said, what do you do when your best friend is all over your boyfriend and you don't know what to do because every time you try talking to her, she freaks out and plays the victim? I think it's one of the best things when your best friend and your partner can be close. My friends are my boyfriend's friends and his friends are my friends. We all hang out on the weekends. We have such a great time together. 
I love seeing how respectful my boyfriend is to my best girlfriends. But there can be a line that is crossed when that friendship between your partner and friend becomes a little too much. And that all circles back to boundaries. Every relationship and friendship is different. So you need to communicate what is okay and what is not okay. If you find your friend being touchy with your partner or overly texting your partner or being very flirty with your partner and that makes you uncomfortable, you have every right to speak up and set that boundary and say, I'm not okay with this. People have a really hard time owning up to their mistakes and instead of taking accountability and fixing the issue, they would rather deflect and take the attention off of them. That's why in situations like this, even though this person is wrong, they make themselves the victim because taking accountability is uncomfortable. If you don't think this is a make or break for your friendship, I would advise that you vocalize that to your friend and tell them, listen, it makes me uncomfortable the way you act around my partner and I don't want this to come between us. So moving forward, could you please refrain from flirting with my partner or whatever it is they're doing that's making you uncomfortable? And if they continue to be this way with your partner and completely disregard how you feel, either distance yourself completely until they get the message or set that boundary with your partner that you're not comfortable with them being around each other. If your friend can't resolve the issue herself, you can resolve the issue by taking her out of the equation to be able to be all over your partner. And I know it could be very uncomfortable to be confrontational and stick up for yourself and set boundaries with your friends. I never had to deal with this situation in particular, but in the past, I've definitely had to confront my friends and stick up for myself when it came to other things like being left out, which leads me into the next question, which is how to confront friends that are leaving you out. One thing that I've learned from dealing with friends leaving me out of plans and excluding me is if someone wants you there, they will make sure you're there. Especially now that I've moved into this new house and I have a bigger space to host people and have people over, I now see how easy it is to extend the invite to people that you want there. Whenever my friends would leave me out, they would always say things like, we didn't think you'd want to come. Somehow, it was always flipped onto me that I was giving these people a reason to not invite me. I was the reason I was being left out, not them. It was me. And the cold hard truth is, people that enjoy your presence and that want you around are not going to go out of their way to leave you out or forget about you. Someone who time and time again doesn't invite you to things or goes out of their way to leave you out is doing it because they have a better time without you and they don't want you there. The reason I know this is true is because whenever we have people over, I know for a fact that it would be 10 times better if my best friends were there. I know for a fact that their presence alone is going to make my night so much more enjoyable for me. I know that I would have a better time with them there, so I make sure to invite them so they show up. And I get it, sometimes people slip up, sometimes our minds are scattered, and we do forget to invite certain people. 
I'm not referring to that one time someone forgot to invite you or that one time you saw your friends out without you. I'm talking about those friends that do it over and over and over again and have a pattern of making you feel like shit. I think the best thing you can do is vocalize that it does hurt you when they leave you out and it makes you feel as if your friendship isn't as important to them. All you have to do is say this one time and if someone actually cares about you and it actually was a mistake, that confrontation is going to stick with them so they never do that to you again. And if they do that to you again, it's because they don't give a fuck or they're doing it maliciously. And I know that's really hard to hear but you need to hear it because I was someone who gave people a million chances because I cared so much about them and I didn't want to let go of the friendship. But there is no use in holding on to a friendship with people who don't care about you or your feelings. You are much better alone than being with people who make you feel lonely. And if you listen to this podcast a lot or you follow me on my socials, you know I use and abuse that statement all the time. I always say it's better to be alone than surrounded with people that make you feel lonely. I think for a lot of us, we stick around in these friendships because we've been friends with these people for so long and we're either attached to that person, we're afraid of being alone, or we don't know how to let go of the friendship. But the truth is, sometimes we do just outgrow people and they don't align with us or our lives anymore. The friendship just doesn't make sense anymore and we have to choose to move on from those friendships. One of you asked, I have a friend and I really don't like her vibe. She's always slut-shaming our friend and I really don't like it. Also, she likes to humiliate people and acts like a pick-me-around guys. What should I do? Because every time I want to talk to her, I feel bad. We've been friends for almost 12 years. Like I said before, I think it's really important who you choose to spend your time around because the people you spend your time around the most reflect who you are as a person. If you're spending time with people who are constantly talking shit about others, or in this case, slut shaming, or are doing things that you believe are harmful or are toxic, you need to ask yourself, do I agree with what these people are saying and doing? Do I like who I am around these people? Are these people beneficial to me and my mental health? If any of those answers are no, ask yourself, why am I spending time around them? Also, how would you feel if someone thought this way about you? Would you want to be known as someone who slut shames and humiliates other people? I'm going to say no, you probably don't. So why would you want to be associated with someone who does that? This friend of yours might have been a good friend to you a couple years ago, Or maybe you two had a lot more in common when you first were friends. But as time goes on, people grow. And even if you're really close with someone, you can grow in different directions and become different people. Who I was 12 years ago is very different than who I am now. Friends that I had 12 years ago were very different than the friends I have now. And now when I see these people who I was friends with 12 years ago... I see we are living very different lives and our lives don't align and that's why we don't talk anymore. It just wouldn't make sense for us to be friends right now. You don't necessarily need to give this friend a full rundown on why you don't want to be friends anymore. You can be very short and sweet and also respectful and say, I care about you. 
I appreciate the time that we spent together. But I think as of right now, our friendship feels different to me. And I think it's best that we take a step away from each other. Yes, it's going to hurt. And yes, it's going to be hard. But at some point, you need to realize that the more you force this friendship and spend time around someone who doesn't make you feel good or someone you don't relate to anymore, the more you lie to yourself and go against what you want and what you believe in. And obviously, that's never good. Going off of leaving friendships behind that no longer serve you, one of you asked, how do I leave things and people that don't suit me anymore in the past? I'm currently trying to let go of old friends and situationships that I still haven't fully gotten over. Even though it's almost been a year, I still tend to think about them often. Whenever you let go of anything, especially a relationship or friendship, it's not going to just feel one way. Of course, it's liberating when you are able to let go of things that don't serve you because it makes room for things that do, but it's still going to be bittersweet. When you build a connection with someone, regardless if it works or doesn't work, you're always going to have some type of feelings for them or a soft spot for them. There's friends that I had to let go of and friendships that didn't work and friends that really hurt me, but I still think about them and I still reminisce on the good times and I miss those good times. I would never want anything bad to happen to those people. I wish them all the best, but I find comfort in knowing that These people that are no longer in my life might not serve me right now, but they did serve a purpose. When things end, we tend to get really upset about them ending because we feel like we wasted our time or we feel as if we weren't good enough or we feel as if we did something wrong and we only look at the negative things that came out of that situation ending. But some people are only introduced into our lives to serve a certain time or a certain purpose and they aren't meant to be in your life forever. You will meet people that are in your life forever and things will align and they will feel right. But in order to have that, you need to let go of those who don't feel right and that don't serve you. So instead of getting so hung up on these connections ending, look at what you gain from them and what you learn from them. Letting go of anyone isn't easy. You obviously formed these friendships for a reason and you obviously saw something in these people that you liked and there's a reason you kept these people around you. But just because there was a connection doesn't mean it needs to continue. When something feels off or you feel like you're not being true to yourself anymore, it's okay, it's more than okay to make the decision to end the friendship if That's what you need to do for you. One of you said, I'm close to not a really healthy friendship circle, so I want to stay away, but sometimes it gets to me what they're going to say. Whenever you realize that someone or something isn't good for you, it's always a good idea to take a step back and assess or take a step back and leave it all together. It's scary to do, especially when you know there's going to be pushback and some type of confrontation to follow. But it's never selfish to look after yourself and put yourself before others. Obviously, no one wants to lose a friend. No one wants to be broken up with. No one wants to be abandoned. It's going to hurt. I have been on both sides of the situation, being someone who was ghosted by a friend and someone who has made the decision to end a friendship. 
I think that if this friend of yours or friends of yours were in your life for a long time and they haven't necessarily done anything wrong to you or mistreated you, it'd be smart to communicate how you're feeling and express that you think it's time that you part ways. I know for me, it was really hard not having closure when my friends left me, but I also know that when people have hurt me really badly, I didn't feel the need to give them that closure or that respect because they never respected me. Whenever you distance yourself or you separate yourself from a person or a group of people, they are going to be butthurt regardless if it ended on good terms or bad terms. When you make the decision to end things, you're always going to be the bad guy. There's always going to be another side of the story and you need to learn to be okay with that. Don't worry so much about how these people are going to react to it or how they're going to think about you after you ending it. There's a reason that you decided to end it and it's way more important what you think about your decision and about you than what these other people think. And you should be proud of yourself for having the courage to make this decision because it's not an easy one and the repercussions aren't easy and sticking up for yourself and choosing you is a bad bitch move. On the other hand, if you are struggling with the idea of someone being able to let go of the friendship and move on, here's what you need to know. One person in particular said, I need advice accepting that some people can just easily let me and our friendship go. How to stop feeling like there's something wrong with me because of it. I think after hearing what I just said about how it's okay to let go of friendships, you might realize that it actually has nothing to do with you. Obviously, there are circumstances like the ones I talked about where someone was talking shit or someone was being a bad friend, but maybe you did everything right. Maybe you did your best and you were the best friend you could be. You were always there for them. You listened to them. You really supported them, but it still ended. And now you're sitting there like, what the fuck? did I do for them to just let me go, let our friendship go? How could they treat me this way? I don't deserve this. What did I do? The short answer really is nothing. I think when people decide to distance themselves from us, we automatically assume it's because we did something or it's our fault. Everyone has their own struggles and ways of dealing with them. And this person could have just decided that they needed to be alone or this person could be associating you with a part of their life that they want to forget. This person may have decided that they want to start over completely, which means letting go of friendships that don't make sense for them and their new life. And I know it's hard to hear that your friendship doesn't make sense, but that doesn't mean that you did anything wrong or you're at fault. They just might be going in a different direction, and that's okay. If they are deciding to go in a different direction, more than likely, you're not going to align with them anyways, so it's probably better off that you guys separate. And I don't think letting go of friendships is black and white. Like, I don't think this person just let your friendship go so easily. I think it might appear that way, but like I said before, it's never easy to let go of any connection, even if you're the one that wants to let it go. For all you know, they might be ghosting you because they feel so guilty for hurting you or they feel ashamed of their decision. You really never know. 
And that's why I think you shouldn't get so caught up in trying to understand people's motives or why they did what they did to you or how they feel about you because you never really know unless they vocalize to you what's going on in their head. Rather than trying to piece together what you did or how they feel about you, come to terms with it being over, appreciate the good times, and allow yourself to move on because that's really all you can do. You can't force a connection and you can't force anyone to want to be in your life. If someone wants to leave, let them. Let the bitch walk. Just remind yourself that them leaving makes room for someone else who does want to be in your life. Now that we've talked about outgrowing friends, letting go of friends, let's talk about starting new friendships. Advice on making friends, social anxiety, and maintaining a positive mentality. Well, it can be really scary to make new friends, especially after going through a friendship breakup or after being betrayed or hurt by past friends. You start to put up walls and can easily get in your head. I know for me, after going through very difficult friendship breakups, I started questioning myself on whether or not I was the reason the friendships ended. And I started questioning whether or not I was going to be able to make new friends. Especially when you're in your 20s, it's much harder to make friends because you really have to put yourself out there and go out of your way and put yourself in situations to meet people. Whereas when you're in high school or in college, you have classes and sports and places you're put in to interact with people your age. The best piece of advice I can give to you for meeting new people and making new friends, don't fake anything. Don't change yourself or put on this persona to please others or make people like you. I found the reason why a lot of my friendships in the past didn't work was because I altered who I was to make those people happy and I couldn't maintain that persona I created for them. Be as authentically you as you possibly can. Share what you love online. I mean, I I hate to admit this, but one of the easiest ways to meet people right now is social media. Nothing is better to me than when I share something on my story or I post a TikTok and I get DMs and comments from people being like, oh my God, I love this. We're so alike. I wish we were friends. The more you put out what you like and what you're interested in and who you are, the more you will attract people that are like you. If you really enjoy art, start going to art classes or pottery classes and interact with the people that are there. If you really enjoy music, go to a concert, even if that means going by yourself. It seems scary, but it really is so easy to just go up to someone who seems similar or has the same vibe as you, and introduce yourself. We all did that when we were younger. That's how we made friends. I remember when my parents would bring me to the park, I would just go up to any kid my age and start playing with them because I didn't give a fuck. I just wanted to have friends to play with. What it all boils down to is we are afraid of rejection. But when you put yourself in a situation where you're already alone, there's not much to lose. You're alone right now, and if you get rejected, you'll be alone. But if you take the chance and try to make a friend, you might not walk away by yourself. I also struggle with social anxiety. I know it's so hard to believe because I put myself out there so much on the internet, 
but I do get very anxious when I have to interact with people, especially new people. I think it all circles back to being afraid of rejection because with social anxiety, you fear being judged by others. And why do we fear being judged by others? Because we are afraid that people won't like us. The amount of times I'll be talking to someone and in my head, I'm like, why did I just say that? I wonder how they're perceiving me. I wonder if I'm talking too much. I wonder if I'm annoying them. And I'm so afraid of them not liking me because when I have shown up as myself in the past, I've been rejected and I've been abandoned. And when you have social anxiety and you're afraid of people judging you for being you, you tend to want to alter yourself to please them. And back to what I was just saying about making new friends, you can't change yourself for people to like you because you'll end up attracting the wrong people and get stuck in the cycle of being unhappy in friendships and feeling unaccepted in friendships and being afraid of losing friendships. You want to attract people who like you for you, who don't care if you talk too much or don't care if you're loud as fuck, who don't care that you might be a little annoying. If anything, they will encourage you to be all of that because they resonate with you and are just like you. Once you start doing this, once you start showing up as yourself and accepting yourself, you'll realize how empowering it is to one, be yourself, but two, to be able to attract people by just being you. The last question I want to end on is about college because I know so many of you are in college and finding friendships and maintaining friendships in college can be difficult. So let's get into this one. I know you've talked about it before, but I do not have a lot of friends. Can you please talk about being in college and being alone with not really a lot of friends or a boyfriend? Just like anything else, I feel like college is hyped up to be this amazing, crazy time in your life where you're supposed to be going out and partying all the time and having the time of your life. So when you do end up spending the majority of your time alone, you feel as if something's wrong with you or that you're a loner and you're doing something wrong. The majority of my college time from freshman to junior year, I was alone. I had maybe one or two friends at school and my other friends didn't go to the same college as me. So I barely saw them and I barely talked to them. I was also going through a nasty breakup my sophomore year of college. So I felt isolated as ever. At that time, I spent a lot of my time focusing on myself. I spent a lot of time at the library studying. I went to the gym a lot. I would binge watch YouTube videos because that was the era of YouTube when YouTube was that girl. I wish I knew then what I know now. And that is there are so many people in college that feel alone, especially when you go away to college and you're forced to meet new people. There are so many people that are afraid to step out of their comfort zone and make new friends. You quite literally have to speak up and introduce yourself because everyone has that same anxiety. So if everyone keeps to themselves, no one is going to get to know each other. I wish I could go back and have the courage to knock on my neighbor's door and introduce myself or try to become friends with the girls in my hallway. I wish I gave my number to girls in my class to see if they wanted to hang out 
I wish I went to more classes like Zumba and kickboxing and made friends that way. It's only scary until you realize that everyone is doing this for the first time. Even if you're in your junior or senior year of college, there's still people that are in your position that are dying to have someone befriend them. I think a lot of people take the easy way and join a sorority or a frat. And you definitely can do that if that sounds fun to you. But for me, it wasn't something that I was interested in. And it was also something that I couldn't afford. So I didn't do that. But I know for me, seeing people that I knew that were in sororities and going out all of the time did give me FOMO because I saw how much fun they were having and I felt like a loser sitting in my dorm room every night. But as much as it's nice to have friends and be able to go out and enjoy other people's company, I don't want you to think that you need to make friends in college. Sure, it might make college more enjoyable or easier, but if you like being alone, appreciate and indulge in that alone time. There's very few times in life where you get as much alone time as you can in college. I didn't work a full-time job in college or honestly much of a job at all in college. And I wish so badly that I now could just unplug for a day like I did then and go to a quiet library or binge watch a show with no interruptions. There's nothing wrong with being alone or enjoying your alone time. If anything, you're kind of superior for being able to enjoy your alone time if you can because a lot of people fear that and people run away from their problems and hide from them by spending every single second with someone else. If you're struggling in college with having no friends or no relationship, do what feels best. If you're okay with spending time alone, then spend time alone. Don't force yourself to be around people just to be around people. Don't listen to people telling you what you should or shouldn't be doing. Do what feels best for you. If you are looking to make friends and you don't want to be alone, put yourself out there. Make it a goal this week to make one friend or at least make it a goal to attempt to make one friend. Say hi to a stranger. Comment on someone's TikTok. Or honestly, post a TikTok introducing yourself and say you're looking for like-minded people who like this, this, and this. TikTok automatically will push that video to people in your area and you can meet people that way. There's so many ways you can meet friends. You just need to have the confidence to do it. That is where I'm going to end today's advice session. I hope my advice helped you in some way. If you like today's episode or you want advice from me, Make sure to fill out the form that's highlighted on my Instagram profile. All links are in the description of today's episode. Also, make sure to give Try Not To Care a five-star review on Spotify and Apple. It means so much to me. I appreciate it so much. And as always, thank you so much for listening, besties. I love you so much, and I will talk to you next time. Bye, besties.